Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Halloween edition of Quotable. Yes. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the 1956 classic, Boogie Nights, starring, starring Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I thought it was Mark Harmon. Damn, you were right. Huh, Mark Harmon wishes. I know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> ah, we're just joking. Here's a, a you. bit of nostalgia for everybody with The Goonies. Yes, 1985 Richard Donner classic, The Goonies. Hold on to your butts, everybody. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> now, I love, I love this episode. I've, I mean, this is my time of year, so uh, I mean, I'm ready to get rocking and rolling. Let's do it. Yep. What makes The Goonies so great? Honestly, everything, everything about the movie. I mean, I think that this was perfect casting. I think that, uh, you know, the plot line or the storyline behind it is phenomenal. And I, that was one thing I did read about is that Richard Donner, I guess, grew up in a, or maybe it was one of the writers, grew up in a town in Ohio and they never really had anything to do. So they would just go on adventures, like just and I don't know what their adventures entailed, but... Yeah, definitely not pirate ships. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have pirate ships in Ohio. <laughs> have you lost your bearings, man? Seriously. <laughs> but, I mean, who who would have ever thought that Thanos and yeah. Samwise the Brave would be in the same movie? <laughs> Certainly not I, sir. Pretty sure they never did another movie. Together. I don't believe they did. They probably hated each other from the start. Most likely. Like brothers. Well, they dude. had to play brothers. Yeah. Who acted like they hate each other at times. Yeah. And then you had the other brothers in the movie, the Fratelli brothers, who hated each other on screen, but also hated each other off screen. In real life. <laughs> as <yes>. well. Don't <laughs> so, know why. Still don't know to this day. Yeah. It's perplexing. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that fact and then watching the movie, it definitely adds a little something special to it. It does because, I mean, you know, I have a brother, and that's kind of how he and I are. I He's don't wear a hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, no, their their back and forth is hysterical. But then the the other brothers, uh, Josh Brolin and Sean Astin, like their back and forth is also funny. But everybody's back and forth in the, the sanctity of the Goonie group, their back and forth is always, I mean, just something to remember. Which comes to the first fact that I was not aware of about the Goonies. And this may be something that a lot of people don't know. Why, why are they called the Goonies? And it's because they lived in a part of town that was called the Goondocks. Yes. You know, it was kind of like a, a lower income kind of yeah, uh, like part the, of town. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, I guess when I read the fact about it, it was uh, that's because it's like they live in the slums. But I mean, it was a pretty nice house for. It did not look like a slummy neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if that's slumming it, then sign me up. I know. <laughs> God, you have a three story house. I have a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> and who's obviously doing better? Right. <laughs> and to get into your house, there's an intricate trap system. Which makes no sense. Yeah, and honestly, resetting that that thing every time you use it has to be a pain in the ass. It, it's completely point. And I want to know who set that up. I mean, it looked like something that data probably set up, but probably. I mean, I mean, because I don't think, I don't think they're. Da- you don't really see their dad a whole lot in the movie. No, nah, you see him like two, at, two, at three end. times. 
Yeah. You see them when they, the first time he's introduced is when they're riding their bikes and they wave to him and he's outside the, uh, like the museum or something because he's a curator. He's just where they're curating, doing yeah. lame-o things. Well, I mean, the only thing he was doing was taking down the American flag. Not not exactly sure why. I mean, I, he may have been closing up shop for the day. I don't know. Yeah. So always, you know, always those little things. But another factoid that I did rather enjoy, and I thought it was kind of weird, is everyone that played in the Goonies squad. Yes, the actors. Yes, the actors that were... Uh, because you had like Mikey and Brand, uh, Data, Mouth, Chunk, uh, Steph, Steph, and uh, Andy. Their real names. Their all last them, names. Yeah, their last names. All of them in with the letter N. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy. Right. You got Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, um, Martha Plimpton, then Q. K. Kwai Han. Right. And then Jeff Cohen. Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, and Kelly Green. So it's I mean it was so weird the way that they the way that they did it. It was not planned, I assure you. Yeah. But you I, can imagine what it'd be like if it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it was planned. Yeah. Was it though? Maybe. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, nah, so uh, yeah. But the the whole premise of the movie, I mean, besides the whole adventure part, is all the homes in the Goondocks are getting bought out so they can build something lame like a golf course. Yeah, I think. a country club, a brand new country club, uh, with a you know eighteen hole golf course and everything. But I think um, what is it? What is his name? Mouth. Mouth, I believe, really kind of makes. Some of the some of the parts in the movie funny, just like everyone else does. I mean, Chunk is probably probably my favorite character, and just because I mean, he has some pretty epic scenes. So the uh, with the hand going to be blended, and then he's like, "No, no, I want to learn how to play the violin." Yeah, <laughs> complete <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But the lies that he tells throughout it, which is hysterical, and you never really hear any of the lies per se. But uh, when he's talking about uh, the gun, the gunfight, because that's how the whole movie starts: is they break their uh, Ma- the Fratelli brothers, the yeah, older Ma one. Fratelli and um, Francis Fratelli break Jake out of prison, and I like the I've, I love the opening scene. Because you just sit there and think, it starts off with murder. And then you're like, murder? No, it's a suicide. And then it's like, no, it's a fake. (laughs) But I like the... uh, The note. Yeah. Well, I like the guard. Because I've never really... I mean, I've never been in prison. But I can't imagine that a correction officer is just like, come on, you turkeys. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Stereotypical so, small town kind of. Yeah, but it's funny because he was like, "It's lunchtime. <laughs> the longer you animals bark, the colder it gets." Like what? What does that even mean? Yeah. This, so I, I mean, I like that it plays on the family, like the family feeling, because I did, uh, in my other research, I did read that anytime that there's a cuss word, 
there's a louder ambient noise behind it. So it's easier to dub. So I think that, uh, I think I thought that was great, but the gunfight as you know, they break Jake out of prison and that's when you see the, the true rivalry between the brothers, because I love it when he's trying to open the door and he was like, like, Oh, the handle. He's like, unlock the door. I don't have the handle. And it's like, yes, you do have the handle. You're jerking on the door. So you have the handle. And he was like, I don't have the handle. No, it's like, that's how brothers are. Hopefully that was the only thing he was jerking. <laughs> but I mean, a car with automatic locks and, you know, that in the 80s, you know, early yeah. 80s, mid 80s, I guess. Yeah. I, I didn't even know they were around that back then. That's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really remember a lot in 1985. I just remember watching the Goonies a lot. I just remember the light blue station wagon that we had growing up, and that did not have automatic locks. <laughs> I remember having to physically pull the lock up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's nostalgia for <laughs> you. Good times. Not really. <laughs> the good times were when we would take the station wagon to the drive-in movie theater because the back seats folded down. Yeah. And then it would always be a double feature, and me and my brother would just be like passed out in the back of the car while the second movie came on because we were usually like just dead tired by that point. Right. And and then, see, that's how parents knew how to do it back then, man. Yeah? Oh, let's just take them to the drive-in. They'll fall asleep there. Yeah, but then they have to wake us up and then drag our asses in the back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. I don't know. Five more minutes. The clown has no penis. <laughs> just leave me in the car. <laughs> I'll vouch for you. I'm trying to get it tight 12 hours. (laughs) So many people are going to blame this as child abuse. (laughs) I got your back, Dad. I did live in L.A. All right. Well, I think and and what I do like is each character has their own unique personality. You know? Yes. What they're known for. Like, Mouth is like the smart ass of the group. He's always got something uh, to say. Uh, You got... uh, Brand, he's just the typical older brother. It's like you can tell he loves his younger brother, but he has to just give him a hard time. Right. You know, that kind of vibe. You got Chunk, who's just kind of like the comic relief. You know, he's just around for everybody to make fun of, I guess. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that. And then you have Data, who's the inventor of the entire group. And then uh, it doesn't really say kind of what Andy and Steph are. I mean, but it, to them, it just to me, it just kind of seems like they're more babysitters. Andy's the popular cheerleader. Yeah, and I do like when it shows her, and she was like, "All right, victory pyramid formation," but she never like looks up. She's just looking straight. So I don't know what type of pyramid they're doing. So it's like she's just looking off camera. Yeah, acting like somebody's actually building a pyramid. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But at yeah, least, at her, least look up a little bit. Her sight line never changes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yay. But Chunk, he was funny because he was playing uh, that video game, that arcade game, and sees the chase by the window. Yeah, the police chase after, uh, you know, what's-his-face escapes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he squishes that drink. He smashes, it's like a strawberry shake that he smashes yeah. up against the window. His other hand's got a slice <laughs> of pizza also up against the window. Like, I would be so pissed if I owned that arcade. How do you not? How do, You're not self-aware. I know. You're holding stuff in your hands. Figure so, it out. Oh, it's so funny. So funny. So then he, he immediately runs over to Mikey and uh, Brand's house. Yeah, which his mouth is already there. 
yeah, mouth shows up, combing his hair. Yeah. That's just that's his thing. Yep. That he does throughout the whole movie. Um and he gets into the house with like no problem. But then when Chunk gets to the house, he's gotta wait for this whole elaborate uh mechanism to unlock the front gate yeah. that he easily could have pushed open to begin with, but Mouth won't let him in until he does the infamous truffle shuffle. Well, it's funny because Mouth almost seems like he's irritated because Chunk's out there and he's like, come on, guys. And when he opens the door, opens the door, he's standing in the doorway and he's like, it's Chunk. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, aren't we all friends? <laughs> but what's funny is when he says that, even though his... His voice hadn't really changed yet. Yeah. It still reminds me of when he did the voice for Donatello. Yeah. I could see it easily. It's Chunk. <laughs> it's Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, come on, you have to let me in. He's like, not until you do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Uh, <laughs> do it. <laughs> come on. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so degrading, man. It is. It is very degrading. And then, uh, so finally, like, they let him in, and that's when Mikey sets off that elaborate mousetrap thing to get the front gate open. But I did notice one thing throughout the entire movie. Nobody really has a problem with Chunk, except for Mouth. Mouth is the one that always teases Chunk. Even later on in the movie when he's, uh, when they're trying to get back into the restaurant. And uh, he's just like, oh, yeah. He's like, Chunk. I got some naked pictures of your mom. It's like coming out of the bath. I'll sell them to you real cheap. Yeah, <laughs> just so Chunk would get mad enough to like plow through the front door. <laughs> yeah. And then shortly after that, they were talking about uh, trying to get through the floor of the restaurant. And he's like, I have an idea. Let's just put chocolate syrup all over the floor and let Chunk eat his way through. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Mouth doesn't really treat anybody else in the gang like this. No. It's, it's only Chunk. For some reason. So I don't know if there was a, I mean, I didn't read about any animosity on the set between them, but I mean, no, but the it fact worked that out for the movie when they have Rosalita come over because Mikey and Brand's mom's arm is in a sling. Yes. Which I get, oh. you said that you said that was actually in the book, right? Yes. Yes. That's in the book. I don't know what the relevance is to that. But it does set up a funny scene where Mouth is translating for Mikey and Brand's mom, uh, <laughs> just telling her what kind of housekeeping needs to be done while they're getting ready to move out because their house is getting bought out. And, uh, you know, Mikey goes through the whole spiel of, like, how to separate the drugs. <laughs> or Mouth. Mouth is doing or it. Or Mouth is, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, but it's funny because her, the way she's telling him, she's just like, in the top drawer, you have underwear and socks. In the bottom, in the second drawer, there's shirts and, uh, uh, you know, long sleeve shirts. And in the bottom, there's pants and whatever else. And she was like, just throw them all into bags. Forget the suitcases. Like, why? Why, why forget the suitcases? I mean, you're moving. A suitcase would be a very important part. A uh, very ideal uh, way to move your clothing. <laughs> <laughs> But when he translates, he says, you know, keep the marijuana in the top drawer, the speed and cocaine in the second drawer, and then the heroin down in the third drawer. And he's like, it's always important to separate your drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see her like close the door to the attic. 
Yeah. He's like, like, don't anybody go up there or whatever. Yeah, Mr. And, Walsh doesn't want anyone up in the attic. And Mouth, he's like, that's where like the sexual torture yeah. happens. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's so bad. It is. It is. It's like, very bad. Somebody his age, yeah, I'm assuming at the time he was probably around 13. Yeah, I would imagine. 12 or 13. Uh, like, you're going to learn Spanish, and you already know this shit. I know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was for the movie. I'm pretty sure he didn't know Spanish prior to that, but who knows? You never know. Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, did. I think I did read something where he uh, had to brush up on his Spanish or learn Spanish, or but he had a very short time to do it and was able to do it. So I mean, a majority of people have just a brief knowledge of some Spanish. See. <laughs> Porque es muy importante. <laughs> I'm just now learning Spanish in my 40s. Nice. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, Mikey, he's like the dreamer, I guess. Like he really buys into the whole uh, story, the elab- the pirate story of like One-Eyed Willie. Right. And this pirate ship with treasure that somehow was, has been lost. But I guess their dad... You know him and him and Brand's dad, like he was into this whole thing. And up in the attic, he's got all the the newspaper clippings and these books, you know, that go into the whole story. And uh, you know, he, that's why I think that's why he doesn't want anybody going up there. Yeah. Uh, what I did find interesting about this is not one, not at any point during the movie. At least I don't believe, I don't remember anyone saying it, but no one ever refers to it as treasure. They always say the rich stuff. (laughs) Maybe he's got rich stuff up in the attic. So they go up to the attic to try and find this rich stuff. And of course, you know, Chunk being the, the clumsy, klutzy one of the group is up there and Mikey finds something and he was like, Chunk, he's like, I didn't touch it. He's like, I know you didn't touch it. Like, just get over here. But he has him hold that frame, and as he holds it, he counts down from five. Yeah, and this is something that I never noticed before yeah. watching it. Like <laughs> that, Mikey intentionally handed him the frame, knowing that he was just going to drop it and break it, so they could get the map out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, yeah, it is funny, but then you're like, well, why didn't you just drop it yourself? Exactly. <laughs> I intentionally. Guess that, well, I guess maybe because you could look at it and be like, no, it was an accident, Dad. I it mean, was chunk. Yeah, chunk obviously. Yeah, I mean, I handed it to him. Like I'm the one who loaded the gun. <laughs> I didn't tell him to shoot <laughs> it. <laughs> I didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> That's right. He could pass the blame. So I do like you know, like I said, and then uh, they get the map out and the little the bloom that shows you know, hey, what's funny is you never really see how they know where to go. But there is a deleted scene that says it's an outtake, but nothing about this is funny. Right. On the DVD, there is a list of outtakes, but it's really just deleted scenes. There's nothing. It's not like bloopers. Yeah. That I was expecting. Because, yeah, when I hear outtake, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be like something funny that happened. Nah. Or something. But no. Not this case. It's not. So. (laughs) Yeah, because when they're trying to follow the the map. They end up at like the quickie mart or something and. He has the the pirate map, but then looks at a map of Astoria, right. and he can see like similarities. So that's how they know where to go. 
right, in case that's without, ever bothered you. Because Right, but because that scene is not in the movie, you just see them going to this random place yeah. you know, near, near the uh, ocean where you can see rocks coming up out of the water and they're able to use this doubloon yeah. to line up where the starting point is supposed to be right. to, to look for this, you know, the entrance to this treasure. Yeah. Or which, the pirate ship. Which I always thought was kind of weird because they said it's a restaurant. And they're a bunch of kids. But, I mean, well, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> but when, uh, no, it's, I mean, all this was supposed to take place back in like 16-something or 17-something. I know damn well that restaurant wasn't there. Right. But, but what I was saying is like, I think the lighthouse may have been. Yeah. But it never makes a reference to the lighthouse ever again. Now, the lighthouse I could probably see being there, yes, but they just say the restaurant, and it's like, okay, well, how did Willie know that there was going to be a restaurant there, you know, 300 years later, and in all honesty, <laughs> where, I mean, they just happened to build right where a tunnel was. And I think or that, I feel like the lighthouse and the restaurant may have been connected on the inside. And that tunnel underneath the fireplace may have been part of the lighthouse, perhaps? I don't know. Maybe. It's kind of hard to say because like, I don't think you ever really see an angle of how close the restaurant is to the lighthouse. Yeah, I don't think that you ever do either. But, I mean, this will be one that I'll have to go back and watch. You know, the last couple times that we watched it, uh, you know, we had some distractions in the background and... I'm sorry about that. You know, I kind of want my kids drive me crazy sometimes also. So, (laughs) and here's the other thing, like if the restaurant wasn't there before, but the tunnel was, maybe there was a different entrance, but it was covered by something else. Yeah. And it just so happens that that fireplace was on top of where the original entrance to the tunnel was. Yeah. It may have just been a coincidence, but I know It'll have you scratching your heads. Right, because I think <laughs> once they moved the uh, the log holder, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was just, wasn't it just wood planks that they just broke through? Yeah, I believe so. So it's possible that that was just. And then down. it makes me wonder where Chester Copperpot, like where he entered from. Mm-hmm. Or entered, I mean, to get down into the system because they find, you know, his remains. And it's like, well, maybe he had dug through the original foundation, and since then it had been covered up yeah. by, by those wood planks. But yeah. Th- I, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. Because what, uh, did it say what year Cobblepot went missing? It was. God, Many really years before that. Yeah, I mean, I want to say it was like in the 30s or 40s when he went missing. I mean, that sounds about right, and that would have given him plenty of time to cover up that. Yeah. I do like when the Fratellis stumble upon, uh, across uh, Copper Pot's remains, and he was like, yeah, yeah the kids must have rolled them. And, and then the mom's like, yeah, right after they ate them. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Jake, Ma Fratelli always treats Jake like shit. Throughout this entire movie. How many times did she smack him in the face? I mean, three or four that I can think of. And each time they filmed it, uh, the actor that plays Jake, his name is Robert Davi. He's actually an opera singer. Was? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he. I don't know if he's still around. 
alive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's still alive and kicking. Huh? Um, but he uh, he, kick he told much. he told uh, uh, I think uh, the lady's name is Ann Smith. Uh, he told her, you know, just smack me as hard as you can each time you hit me. So like a lot of those smacks and his reaction are genuine because she's really smacking him. Now, I know that she did not live very much longer after this movie was made. So, I mean, it's probably not as hard as sh- as it could have been, but it was definitely, you know, as hard as she could do it. So it looked like she was pulling her punches. Yeah. Not going to lie. Well, I what I think is hysterical is just the fact and and Robert Davies character, Jake, off like he even points it out in the movie. He was like, you always like Francis better than me. And she was like, that's right. <laughs> she denies nothing. Not trying to play favorites. Clearly. But <laughs> I do like the uh, the introduction of the third child sloth, which you can't really tell exactly what it is. But I do like that that's how Mikey refers to it when he first sees it. He was like, they have... It. They have an it. it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just say a man chained up down in the basement. You're just like, no, it's an an it. That's Yeah. (laughs) There's no better way to describe it. Yep. But uh, side note, you know, this is something that I I noticed about the movie, and maybe it's because I'm getting older and my hearing is kind of shitty at this point in life, (laughs) that... There are so many scenes where all the kids are just talking over each other, and you can't understand what the hell they're saying unless you have the closed captioning on. But the scenes where Mikey is talking about One-Eyed Willie in the attic, or, I mean, it, that's not the only time it happens. There are multiple scenes where Mikey is just talking about, you know, getting the treasure, and they have to finish what they started and all this stuff, and everybody is just intently listening to him. Yeah, yeah. And it really adds to the, you know, the effect of the movie, the adventurous, the, you know, just nature, I guess, uh, of the film. And that's something that I really appreciate. You know, obviously the musical score in the background helps along with, uh, you know, yeah, adding the emotion to it. But I like the fact that they really respect uh, Mikey's dream of, of finding this pirate ship because... The reason he has admirable reasons for doing so. He doesn't want to do it just for greed. He wants to save their home. Yeah. And I mean, in, in all honesty, like just a few jewels off of the, the ship, if they ever find it, and maybe just a few coins, I mean, would pay for the entire goondock system because of how much that value would have gone up from, you know, 1600, 1700s. And um, I do like that you pointed that out that, you know, whenever he does talk about the treasure or looking for the treasure. And I like that when they think that they found it, but they're at the wishing well. I always thought that part was hysterical and they're just like trying to load up their pockets, but it's just like, you know, pennies and quarters. (laughs) So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could go home and roll all that change. Right. But I highly doubt it's going to pay for anything. But my uh, mouth has that moment where he just starts gathering a bunch of these coins and then Steph, I think she tries to stop him. She says, those are people's dreams, yeah. people's wishes. Yeah. He's like, you can't just take them. He's like, well, what about this one? This was my dream, my wish, and I'm taking them all back. But it's like, it's just another another moment where Mouth is just, like, he's so bitter. Like, you're too young to be that bitter. Like, <laughs> what are you so angry about? <laughs> No I, no, I see exactly what you're saying there because I mean, he was. 
And I don't know, because he does make a point. He was like, well, this was my dream. This was my wish, and it didn't come true. I want to know what the wish was. Yeah. Because. It never says. Yeah, no, it never says. I mean, obviously, I guess you're led to believe that the wish would be save the goondocks because I don't want to move. I don't want any, I don't want to be away from any of my friends or anything like that. So I think that, uh, I don't know. I think those are very powerful things. Um, I think maybe instead of just watching the movie again, because it's never going to tell us, I, I, I want to read the book now. Yeah. I want to know more than anything, what the story was behind brands outfit. He had, and I know this was popular in the eighties where you wear the combination sweatshirt, sweatpants, but then you have a pair of gym shorts over it. Yeah, I don't understand that. And that's what he's in throughout the entire movie. He never changes yeah. at all. But I do like when he's working out and uh, Mouth is over there and he's like, come on, it's our last weekend together. And it's like, okay, nothing in the house is packed. You know you're losing your house. It's a Friday. You're going to pack your entire home in a week? Yeah, I highly doubt it. Three stories? Have you lost your bearings? <laughs> <laughs> you have someone with a broken arm a kid that has asthma so he can't really do anything a father that's never around and a lady that doesn't speak spanish english english yeah that's right only speak spanish <laughs> big difference yeah but how the hell are you gonna get this house packed up in a week but i do like mouth when he's just like oh yeah we could be out cruising the coast Looking for girls, but no. Someone had to go and fail his driving test. I love it when Bran takes a swing at him because you hear the sound effect like, <laughs> it's like that's how fast his arm moves. That it made it broke the sound barrier. <laughs> it really wasn't necessary no, at it all. Wasn't. <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. Anybody who's anybody knows that when you swing your arm, yeah. it doesn't make a sound. I'm swinging my arm right now. Nothing's happening. And these are sensitive mics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have heard it. You hear everything else. Yeah. Like our mouth pops and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to spend hours editing out. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> but the one thing that I did notice, the young Josh Brolin looks very, very much like a, a young Tommy Lee Jones. He does. He does. That's very, yeah, I, I could see that easily. But in there, like in that time frame, I don't remember. I mean, just going back to the outfit, I don't remember people walking around like that, wearing sweatpants with a sweatshirt that had the sleeves cut off. And then you put on like a zip up hoodie with its sleeves cut off also with a pair of gym shorts over everything. I mean, pick one or the other. But I like the fact that he had that that spring thing with yeah, the two oh handles on God, either I end. To, yeah, I used to have one of those. But it's like I miss it. The only thing that you could work out is your really your triceps and your back because you're you're working you can't work your chest with that thing. Not really. I mean I tried once by putting it behind me and doing like flies. Yeah, but with then it, it's just it pinching kept, the skin on yeah, your back. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> It was horrible, this idea. It's the worst invention ever. <laughs> I immediately regret this decision, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> but they I, I love the fact that they, they tied him up with this thing. Yeah. 
just to leave? Like, what is he going to do? Stop them from leaving? Well, um, probably. They couldn't stop all of them. No. But I did. <laughs> I like his smack talk while he's tied to the chair. And he's just yelling out the door. He's like, I'm going to hit you so hard when you wake up, your clothes are going to be out of style. <laughs> I remember those. I remember those lines. Yeah, there's there was a lot of little things that happened in the house before they go on their adventure, like when Mouth was sitting on the sink and then Bran turns the faucet on. Yeah. So it gets his jacket and pants wet. But then when he gets up to get, like, paper towels to dry off, he just leaves the faucet on. Yeah, I mean, what a dick move. But it does go around the uh, the whole storyline of just water. The concept of water. Yeah. I mean, w- water in this movie, I did read on the the back notes that uh the water in this movie I think they used uh you said nine, 900,000 yeah, gallons nine, 900,000 gallons of water and that is I mean I can't even imagine that nowadays yeah and you really start to see it once they've gone into the tunnel under the restaurant because there's just it, it looks like waterfalls just everywhere yeah it's like, and where the hell is all this water coming from? Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, there's supposed you have running water underground. Trust me, something's going to give away eventually. Right. They're supposed to be in like Oregon. And to my knowledge, there's no like rivers or anything. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, but I mean, hell, I've never been to Oregon. That's it. I'm, hey, phoning, hey. I'm phoning a friend. <laughs> Why do waterfalls never run out of water? <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense. But then, uh, I mean, it's not even that, but I do like that, uh, you know, Mouth, his dad is a plumber, which you learn very early on in the movie. And Not a very good plumber, tell you that much. Yeah, no, not a very good plumber at all. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you have to rewatch the scene where the water shoots up out of the drain, which is physically impossible. This is, like, during the police chase Yeah, he's very horrible, this plumber. So he, uh, and that, actually that's your first introduction to water right there. Yeah. And because, uh, the water starts, he does, his dad's working underneath this sink and you can, I don't which, know if it's supposed to be their house. I would imagine it's their house because I mean, I'd hate to think that you just brought your kid with you and the kids are just watching the customer's cable. But once again, mouth is sitting on the freaking countertop yeah. over this sink and uh, all How's of a sudden, just out of nowhere, water starts shooting up through the drain. How's it doing now, son? Water <laughs> going down? <laughs> no, in my face. <laughs> it's all in my face and mouth. In my ah. mouth. Ah. That's it's... why they call me mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but mouth just lets it happen. He's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just keep my face right here. Yep. Ah, yeah, you filthy mother. But <laughs> 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 no, so then. Uh, then but, you have the whole statue thing. Uh, yes, uh, when and that's when you see like kind of first see Data's introduction into the movie because he zip lines from his house across the way to Mikey's house, and this scene always bothered me because of the fact that he does the the zip line and they're like, oh no, screen door, and Mikey opens the door to yell screen door when you could have just opened the screen door really quick. He was within arm's reach. Yeah, it would literally. Uh, yeah, it literally would have taken a second, one second to open the door. Nothing, probably nothing would have happened. Would have been fine. Yep. 
But no, he crashes through the screen door, crashes into Mikey, who crashes into Brand, who crashes in the mouth, who crashes into Trunk, Junk, who crashes into the small miniature uh, David statue. Statue of David. And, and it uh, falls off. It falls off, but Chunk catches it. Ah, oh, I thought you get best. You guys thought that I was gonna yeah. drop it, didn't you? <laughs> you know, just like foreshadowing. You know that he's a he's but a I, klutz. I do love everyone's face looking like uh, Chunk just put it down on the table, and then he does, but he puts it right at the edge and Dummy. It falls off, and then brokes off brokes off the penis. Yep, <laughs> he brokes it off. <laughs> oh my gosh, just the penis. But then he glues it. They glue it back on, but they glue it on upside down, and then Brand is even like. Jeez, you glued it on upside down, you idiot. He's like, God wanted it like that. You'd all be pissing in your faces. <laughs> That's not how gravity works, no, people. No, but I was, okay. <laughs> Do your testicles go above your... <laughs> I mean... Somebody failed anatomy. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but it looks like all of them. <laughs> in his defense, he was a hefty child, so maybe when he looked down, he couldn't see what was going on down yeah. there. <laughs> Just a thought. So just going back and forth to the the brother situation, because you have Jake and Francis and then Mikey and Brand, who their characters are like complete opposites when it comes to brothers. Because you can tell that, you know, Brand and Mikey, yeah, you know, I mean, they're annoyed. with They like annoy each other, but they love each other. But then you have Jake and Francis. They don't love each other at all. Nah. They just full on hate each other. Yeah. They hate each other and then they hate each other some more, which is you know, it makes for good comedy. Like when uh, the kids are in the basement of the restaurant and the Fratellis come back and you see a uh, chunk and he's just looking up and he's like, I smell pizza. And they're like, shh. He's like, pepperoni. Shh. <laughs> but chunk, chunk has some very, very funny monologues because right before that, you know, he broke the, he accidentally broke the cooler which even that scene's funny when he tries to get the water out of the cooler and his eye is like right under the, the nozzle. So he just drops water right in his eye. It's like, okay, well, I mean, you were looking at it. Obviously, the water is going to go one place, and that's definitely not your mouth. That's not how hand-eye coordination is supposed to work. <laughs> but then when they're going to leave, or not going to leave, Chunk is going to leave, and he was like, that's it. You guys are off the reservation. You're all you're all crazy. He's like, you know what? There's a funny farm somewhere, and it's got your names on it. And then he just stops in the middle of the monologue, and I don't know how he does this, but he stops, and he's just like, I smell ice cream. <laughs> Said <laughs> no like, one ever. Yeah, they're like a two-foot-thick freezer door. <laughs> he turns on the light, and you just see him jumping up and down in the window. And then he starts naming all these flavors that probably don't ever exist. Yeah. Have never existed. What like, was one of them? Grape. grape. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as grape ice yeah. cream. What <laughs> was the matter with you? They got turtles galore <laughs> and grape. It <laughs> smelled like what? Smelled like baloney for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, those little things about the movie does just, not denote, does not notice the dead body that's in there. Yeah, but it's like those little things in the movie. Uh, and I know I've said it in other uh, other episodes of ours where it's like little things like that. That's what I have come to appreciate when it comes to watching a movie is picking up on the little things. Like, honestly, I've never heard of great po- ice cream. Mm-hmm. I've heard great popsicles, yeah, but I've never seen a like a pint-size grape. Although, when I was a kid, when I still lived in California, I took like a raspberry soda and nice. I put it in a blender with vanilla ice cream. 
Yeah. That was good. <laughs> so I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying I don't think it ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, those little things. And then, uh, you know, yeah, Chunk, they do discover the stiff. And because Chunk is so excited about the ice cream that he has all these pints in his hand and this body's just right behind him. And everyone else is like, uh, yeah, about, about the freezer, buddy. Yeah, and then the dead, dead body, body just like there. falls on top of everybody. <laughs> so, but this is the one thing that I noticed, and I mentioned it during our first recording of this episode that failed. <laughs> well, it didn't fail. I no, mean, no, it was it was successful. It was successful. Mouth. No, somehow the recording got corrupted, and this is our second take. Unfortunately, but you yes. know what? Lesson learned. Moving forward. <laughs> but uh, what I had mentioned in that recording was they just seen a dead body, and it's probably the first time they've ever seen one in person in real life. Yeah. But then they continue on throughout the movie without even skipping a beat. Like they're, none of them were traumatized by it, which goes to show you that that generation just were a lot more resilient. Yeah. Than like today's today's <laughs> generation <laughs> i would say it's just a bunch of softies out there right now i know and then uh i actually i think the one person that was traumatized by it was andy because even down in the tunnel like she's starting to flip out at one point and she was like yeah so what so troy wanted to look down my blouse i don't care it's like yeah i have a body i have a great body mm-hmm. I, isn't my body great and brand's like oh no your body's beautiful and then she keeps going on and she was like oh yeah no one day i'm gonna be old all my hair's gonna fall out. i'm gonna look like him <laughs> and it's just a skeleton on the ground, and then they lose it. Yeah, but and the, it's weird because the I'm like freshly dead body yeah, the freshly didn't dead freak body. you out, <laughs> but the skeleton does. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing about because uh, there's that scene where they're in the car, like uh, Andy is in the car with Troy. Yeah, and he wh- keeps adjusting the mirror to l- to look, but but when you look in the mirror, like the camera shows the mirror, and it's like her looking legs. up her legs, you yeah. know, which you can't see anything, but. It's not showing her blouse, so right. I don't know if that was like a continuity error. It could be, but yeah, no, and that's what she says. She was like, yeah, so, you know, I told him to get out of the car. She's like, I punched his lip, and what I think is funny is she was like, yeah, I punched his lip, and then Brand is even like, ha you punched his lip? <laughs> like, like <laughs> she's going to celebrate that. <laughs> nice. Ah, you punched his lip? You gave him a black lip? All right. That's how it works. <laughs> you punch him, it turns black. <laughs> but uh, I like when Brand steals that little girl's bike. And, oh, yeah. Which and the it, only thing I can think of is it came from the house right next door, so I'm assuming it's like Data's little sister. It. You know what? Yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, but you never see that little girl again. At all. But she does speak perfect English when she's just like, my bike, my bike, I want my bike. Even though Data does not speak perfect English. Yeah. And then later on in, at the end of the movie when the dad's when Data's dad's like you are by far my best invention. It's like if there is a daughter, well she just sitting over there like, yeah, so what am I? Just a piece of shit." <laughs> okay, thanks dad. Well, now that I lost my bike, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which she is she is never going to get that bike back. No. No. That After, bike is that bike is wrecked. The yeah. training wheels broke off at probably around 45 miles an hour yeah. <laughs> or so. Yeah, because uh, Troy and Andy and Steph 
come across Brand riding the bicycle, and Troy holds on to Brand's hand while it's on the car, and they, he just takes off. Hold on to my Brand hand, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I was him, I would have taken my feet off the pedals. Yeah. Because well, this is not one of those bikes that has the uh, chain on it. The pedals are connected to the front wheel. Right. So when the wheel goes, the pedals are moving. Yeah. The whole time. So you can't just keep the pedals in one spot like you can with like a 10 speed. Right. <laughs> I do like it, though. <laughs> Seeing this grown man driving, riding a kid's tricycle. Nah, so... Uh, I mean, so so far in this movie, it's been, you know, you have your comedic standpoints, you have the the dead bodies, but I think the part that you and I talked about, which kind of bothered me, I guess it bothered me as much as it bothered you, was when they finally decided to take a break, and he was like, all right, pee break, who's got to go? And then they're like, everyone raises their hand, and he was like, okay, that's the little girl's room. And this is the little boy's room. And then Bran's just going in the middle, and they're like, Bran, what are you doing? He's like, this is the men's room. So then his friends are just like, yeah, see you later, Mikey. We're going to the men's room. And Mouth, mouth and Data come out of the, yeah. the quote-unquote little boy's room. Yep. <laughs> to go to the men's room, as if it makes any difference. Yeah. Like, you're all in a group by yourselves. Who's there to judge you? Yep. I do... <laughs> I love Chunk's getaway when he gets out of the restaurant and they're like, just go get the police. So he gets out of the restaurant and I just love him running through the woods and it shows him and he was like, I'm not afraid of the dark. I love the dark. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I feel comfortable in the dark. And then he runs into that tree branch and he's like, but I hate nature. I hate nature. (laughs) 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 And comes out and the car's driving by and then he stops another car and he just comes up, and you hear the driver, which you can't see his face, and he is like... The camera's not even facing, but it's like Chunk is facing the car, so he could easily see who it was yeah. driving the so car. You just, but you hear the driver, and he's like, what seems to be the problem, son? He's like, oh, we just had a run-in with these with the Fratellis. Not sure if you've heard of them. It's like, yeah, but they're wanted for murder and everything. He was like, if I you take me to the police, I can describe all three of them. And then the light comes on and it shows that it's Jake Fratelli. <laughs> so you start, I thought, I always thought that he was singing some weird song. Well, he is throughout the movie. Um, no, 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 not Jake. But because uh, uh, immediately Chunk is just like, Hasha, Masha, Fadi, or however. Like he's speaking in tongues? <laughs> yeah, but it, I read it's a Jewish prayer. Oh. Because he's Jewish. So I'm sitting there like, oh, okay. You know, that that actually makes more sense to me than anything. And then that's when uh, Jake just starts singing in Italian. And Francis grabs Chunk from behind and throws him in the car right next to the dead body he just left. And yet Chunk screams again. Even though he was just locked into... The freezer uh, locked in the freezer with him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time for a uh, quick commercial break. Holy Mary, Mother of God! And just like that, we're back. So we're uh, now we're at the the pinnacle point where the Goonies. You know, like I said, you know, Chunk has. Uh, Tried to escape and gotten recaptured, which 
it's funny because the I don't want to say it's a torture scene, but the just when they you know they have this blender and they're gonna put his hand in it, but instead they put a tomato in it. Yeah, they just want to show him what it can do. In case you're, in case you didn't know how blenders worked, yeah, <laughs> or something. But he wants to play the violin, so that's when uh, I call bullshit on yeah. that one. <laughs> That's when Francis grabs his face and he's like, I want you to tell me everything, kid. He's like, everything? He's like, everything. He's like, okay, okay, I'll talk. In the first grade, I cheated on the spelling bee. In the second grade, I cheated on my history exam. In the third grade, I pushed my sister down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. (laughs) But as he's going through all of these things, uh, Jake becomes more like friendly with him. Like he has his arm around him, like he's comforting him or something. And then <laughs> after he's done, he's, he's telling him, Oh, it's like, Oh, this is, this is the worst thing I ever did. It's like, I got some of that fake puke and I went to the movies and I was up in the balcony and then I, I just started making this noise. I was just going, <laughs> 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 But you see Jake just laughing the whole time. And he's like, and went, I was like, and I boarded over the balcony. And then all these people just start getting sick and throwing up on each other. I never felt so bad in my entire life. <laughs> and then Jake's like, oh, Mom, I'm really beginning to love this kid. <laughs> it's funny because the entire time that Chunk is talking, it looks like Francis is going to interrupt him at any moment. Yeah. But then he just... <laughs> His eyes just kind of glaze over, and he's just like, all right, I'm just going to let this this train unfold. Yeah. All right, we're going to give this a minute, see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Color me intrigued. <laughs> so then. But, I mean, in the meanwhile, like it's cutting back and forth between, you know, the restaurant and everybody else who's underground in the tunnels yeah. filled with water. Water. Everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> oh god flashbacks of full house <laughs> <laughs> but uh they have that whole scene with the pipes yeah and, um they're mouth. trying to figure out like where the pipes might lead to yeah and mouth you know he's since his dad's a plumber he's like you know this is drainage this is feeding water he's like hey this could be like a foundation somewhere that leads to a structure he was like if we bang on these pipes loud enough Maybe someone will hear us and we can be saved. And so that's what they do. They start, you know, banging on the pipes as hard as they can. And uh, this builds up pressure and just kind of backfires on them. Literally. Backfires. But it does push a hole into a wall that they figure, hey, let's just go down further. Yeah, one of the (laughs) pipes burst and the ensuing flow of water, yeah, just kind of, Plows Reverse through. pressure. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> dissolves all of this uh, clay or whatever. Yeah, that opens up another passage. Yep, for them to go through. But the funny thing is, and this is you know one of the observations that I made. It's like everybody else, except for Mikey, seems to just want to get out of these tunnels. Like it's like the only reason they're down there is because they were trying to escape the Fratellis. Yeah, and not to find this treasure. Right. And the only reason like Andy and her friend Steph are there was because 
uh, well, hell, how how did they even end up there? Well, they they followed Brand because uh, you know she elbowed his lip, elbowed Troy's lip for trying to look down her skirt, so they're or look down her blouse. So they just went with Brand and then uh, just kind of got caught up in the mix. Right. So they they're not even part of this whole treasure thing. I yeah. think they just kind of find out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, they don't really know that. what's going on. Like they don't know why these kids are going down there. They just figure, hey, you know, we we have to escape some way. But when they they're at the uh, the wishing well and you think that, you know, Troy is going to let them out. Right. You find out that Andy, you know, they're just going to What the hell are you doing at the bottom of well? Don't ask me stupid questions like that. Just send down the bucket. and this is where she gives him back his sweater yeah which is it's so funny because like i you know uh like i had stated before on this you have these guys laughing like ha 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 you know like wishes do come true and everything as the guys are pulling the bucket up they have to be able to tell i mean because that would have been like i would have yanked it and been like dude uh there's no one on this bucket and I mean, immediately, I, like, looked down, like, hello, yeah. are you yeah, coming up or nah? Yeah, because Mikey has that, that little inspirational monologue again where he's... He's saying, he's like, like Copplepot never made it. Yeah, he's like, Chester Copperpot never made it this far. He's like, look it, we've gone farther than anybody. Yeah. He's like, our parents' time is up there. It's up there. Our time is down here. It's down our, here is our, our time. time. <laughs> So this gets him like, and then she was like, and he was like, and then she says, uh, he's like, maybe Chunk made it to the police. And she's like, maybe Chunk is dead. It's like, Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. She's, I'm not a Goonie. But I think after that, you know, Mikey was probably like, hey, you're with us till the end, sister. This is how it's going to be. You're with, you're either with us or you're against us. <laughs> But so. he convinces everybody to kind of stay and like follow this whole thing through. Yeah, and so they continue down the the labyrinth of waterfall covered caves. Yep, <laughs> and then rocks that mysteriously look like skulls. Oh yeah, it's weird. That's where they take the pee break. Oh yeah, that's true. And then I I like Andy because Andy her whole thing is I want to make out with Brand. Like that's I don't know if that's her. Her coping mechanism? Maybe it's I mean, her way to forget about her terrible relationship with Troy. Yeah. I mean, God, I hope so. But I do like Brand's uh, reaction to it when she's in the little cave area, and she's like, Brand, Brand. Yeah, and, and then, then you see Brand, and he's like, can you go see what she's ragging about? It's like they're not even together. I know. And he's treating her like they've been married for yeah. 20 years. Spoken like a true man. <laughs> Go see what she's ragging about. <laughs> Change the record. <laughs> <laughs> so Mikey goes, and then you even hear her, and she's like, I'm in here with my eyes closed. Like, why? Yeah. It's dark in there. Oh, it could always be darker. <laughs> it's true. So she just grabs Mikey and starts making out with him. Well, Steph comes up with a lantern and just starts laughing, walks away, and then it shows Mikey's silhouette like he has no idea what's going on. It shows his feet. Yeah. Like like pretty much like Andy's holding his entire weight. She probably almost. was. <laughs> Without realizing? <laughs> Makes no sense. So then uh, Steph comes up to Mikey and she's like, this way, lover boy. And he's like, God, thanks. 
<laughs> he's like love drunk or something. Yeah. And then uh, you know, walks out and then she was like, So you kissed. Now tell. She was like, I don't know, it's weird. It's like it was so it was so magical, Steph. But <laughs> weird. She was like, Well, what was so weird about it? And she was like, Does Brand wear braces? And then Steph just starts laughing. She's like, What? She's like, next time you decide yeah. to make out with somebody, do it with your eyes open. It's a totally different experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then shortly after that, what's funny is, you know, you see Brand kind of looking back the way that they came from. And he, uh, Andy comes up next to him and she just kind of like looks and like motions over like, hey, you want to go find an empty cave? Make out some more? Huh? huh? And he's like, what are you, crazy? They're here. And then she's like, what the hell? And then, like, the Fratellis, they're catching up. Mm-hmm. So. Because they finally made their way down the the proverbial rabbit hole. Yeah. Which, that was actually funny when they realized that Chunk was telling the truth. That was one of the other times that, uh, what's his face? Jake gets slapped. Yeah. <laughs> as he's climbing down into the tunnel. Oh, no, that's when she pulls the gun on him. And he was like, and she was oh, like, that's Jake. Right. She was right. like, Jake, right. you go first. And he was like, I'm not going down there. And then she pulls the gun and points it right at him. And he was like, oh, can't argue argue with that logic. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, you can't. <laughs> it's very but, logical. But yeah, because they they have a very specific agenda, and it's to catch up to the kids. Yes. Uh, they didn't stop for all the other BS that all the kids did. They didn't stop at the wishing well. They didn't really, they stopped for a brief second when they reached Copper Pot, who had a boulder on top of him. Yeah, a literal boulder. Actual boulder. <laughs> and this is why, like, this movie gives me, it's kind of like Indiana Jones meets Uncharted. Yeah, I could see that. So they, uh, so they're catching up to them. You know, just going on the the ideals of a 13-year-old kid saying, no, there's buried treasure down there. And then they're like, what? So they catch up with the kids, and that's when they come across the organ that's made out of human Bone. bones. It's they're, pretty sweet looking. Yeah, it is. I, I used to have one in my old house. And then if you notice, when they're up in the attic and they're looking at the map for the first time, on the back of the map, when Mikey's holding it, you actually see musical notes. Yes, so they go through and, you know, Andy had taken piano lessons before. So they're like, oh, you know, you're the only one that can do this. And she's trying to pull it off and she's doing a, a pretty decent job. I mean, you know, I don't think I would have been able to do this good. But well, actually, I know I couldn't do that good because I can't read music. But when she learned to play piano, it was on ivory keys, not yeah. bone. <laughs> Big difference. So, yeah, I don't even know how she would be be able to... I mean, you don't really get a a straight-down shot of the keyboard or the organ, so I don't know, because I can read music somewhat. I'm not good at it. Like yeah. I can't just look at a piece of sheet music for the first time and immediately be able to play it. I'm not Liberace, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a way better dresser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I, I mean... I don't know if it was set up like a regular, you know, like a piano would be. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that would be difficult to figure out which keys were which. Yeah. But, it, you know, it makes for a good scene where you hit the wrong ones and then all of a sudden the floor starts falling out from underneath you. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you hit the right one, 
the drawbridge starts going down. And as they're trying to go across the log with all the water, I thought it was funny because you see Data at the very end and he was like, I got an idea, guys. Slick shoes. They're like, slick shoes. Like, are you, are crazy? you crazy? Like, no. What are you talking about? It would be perfect. Like, why, why? What's crazy about it? Yeah. I mean. I'm squirting like a lubricant over the back of this or, or on top of this log. So the Fratellis can't cross. They're yeah. going to slip and fall. How is that a crazy idea? Yeah. So Francis goes first and does the backflip on the log and lands on it. And she's like, oh, baby, are you okay? Oh, no. And then Jake goes out there to get him and he slips. and No backflip this time. Yeah, crotches himself as well. And then the mom's just like, throws her hands up like, oh, God, my kids are idiots. <laughs> like both of them are just so stupid. So they uh, finally, I guess, make it across. Well, Data keeps trying to check on him and he tells him like, hey, they're coming, guys. We got to do something. And then uh, one of the times he goes and he's like, hey, they're gone. And then they pop right up and you hear the alarm clock go off. So he moves his jacket and that's when the punching glove, like the fist comes straight up and hits uh, Jake in the face. And I like the sound effect for that too. Cause like right when it hits him and he just shakes it off, you hear blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Who's in charge of sound. <laughs> so they finally get the drawbridge down. They're all able to go. And it's funny because Francis even tells Ma, he was like, give me the gun. Give me the gun. And she throws it at him and hits him right in the crotch. <laughs> like, he just got crotched on the log. And now I just took a forty-four Magnum right in the nuts. Yeah, he didn't, have time. He didn't have time to recover. No. Uh-uh. He, he may just... never recover. <laughs> <laughs> but all the kids are able to get away, and they come across the, uh, which I think would be the funnest scene of the entire movie, is the water slide. Yep. And that one there, I think I would have uh, gone back would, for more. Yeah. I mean, I would have told, you know, Richard Donner, been like, hey, I think I blinked there. So, uh, I mean, we, I got to get back. We got to we gotta shoot this scene again. Yeah. He'd be like, no, what do you say? No, we're rolling. You, you're you probably going to be blinking because there's, I blinked, Richard. I'm heading back to the top. I'll be down in a minute. We've already used 800,000 gallons of water. Well, I guess we're going to have to use nine. so all this happening is happening chunk is making friends with sloth yeah (laughs) he gets locked in the room with him yes you know and sloth's in there watching tv chocolate and uh you know chunk is terrified yeah because clearly there's something wrong with sloth and at this point you haven't seen his face yet he just looks like a monster you just see him from the back. You see his head and ears are kind of, dis- you know, deformed looking. I do like a chunk because he's like, hello, sir. My name is my name is Lawrence. What's your name? <laughs> that's when he turns and yells at him. He's like, it's like gets excited. And then he tells him like he's hungry. He's like, are you hungry? He's like, I got a I got a baby Ruth here. And he's like, Ruth, Ruth. <laughs> Baby Ruth, baby, baby Ruth. <laughs> so he throws it at him and it, uh, doesn't it hit him in the face. Yeah, and I I make this face a lot, you know, like when <laughs> like when me and my younger son are playing and he hits me in the face with something. I just have this look of like, how that happened? What? 
And it sucks. I can't see your face because you don't have a, a screen pointing at you. <laughs> so it's not fair. You need to start bringing a light in here with you or something. There it is. <laughs> How's that face look again? <laughs> we'll have to put that up on our uh, on our on our site. We we'll get a picture of it after. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been slacking on the Instagram posts anyway because I didn't post the last two episodes yeah. that we did. Awesome. Yep. The uh, yeah. All right. Now back to the matter at hand. Right. So <laughs> eventually, uh, well, this is when Sloth breaks free from the wall. Yeah. And because I, he can't reach the baby root that yeah. fell on the floor. And I like Chunk because Chunk's like, man. You're even hungrier than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I get when he picks him up, too, and he kisses him. And I don't know exactly what Chunk says at this at this point. But he's like, oh, oh, man. I think he smells like fish heads. See, I hear fish heads, but then I hear fizz ed. Like you smell like a locker room or something. Which is, I don't know. Fish heads sounds more like that sounds I'm More accurate. Sure it's, yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure it's fish heads. Damn it. Watching it again. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have to. <laughs> All right. Take three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, after they go down the water slide, um, and I did read this, that nobody on the set, like none of the actors had seen what this ship looked like in real life. So they did the same crap like they did in uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, chocolate factory. Yeah, so I mean, their reaction is genuine. It was actually so genuine that uh, uh, Josh Brolin, when he first saw it, just went, "Oh shit!" And it was so clear they were like, "All right, everyone, we got to retake this." So they refilmed it. (laughs) And then, uh, what I thought was great, or not great, I mean, God, if if I had known that this was a thing, I would have taken it. But the people that made the ship. I mean, they had nowhere to put it, and so they offered it to anybody. They're like, if you want this ship, it's yours. And no one wanted it, so they scrapped it. Kindling. Yeah, unbelievable. Can I mean, you imagine the bonfire. <laughs> could you imagine how much that thing would be worth today? Dude, that would be epic. <laughs> I could have sold that on Facebook Marketplace. Man, I'm telling you. they. I mean, I think there's been rumors of them either remaking it or doing a sequel. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, uh but I mean it could be it could end up being really bad though. Yeah. And I think uh that that's been kind of shot down because they want they wanted like a bunch of people, like they wanted everyone from the original to be in the sequel or like a remake or whatever. And uh like four or five of the people from the movie have passed away. Like uh John Matuzek, the guy that played Sloth, he had passed away. Uh, the guy that actually the guy and the lady and the two ladies, the, uh, brand and Mikey's dad in real life passed away. Their mom passed away. And so did Rosalita and the director, of course, Richard Donner has passed. But what they could do, may they all rest. What they could do is, you know, all the kids from the original movie are grown up now. Yeah. So it could be their kids. That end up yeah. going on this adventure, kind of carrying on the legacy yeah. of, of the Goonies, because now you have this pirate ship that's just gone out to sea yep. at the very end of the movie, and just wherever the, the ocean takes it. Holy Mary, 
mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> They're them goobers. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't there a minute ago. Well, they're there I'm now. There now. <laughs> Look again, dummy. <laughs> Called in, Andy. <laughs> you and your stupid red hat. <laughs> I swear you're so dumb. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I love it when you just put me down. <laughs> but I love how uh, Chunk opens the baby Ruth and he starts feeding it to Sloth. Yeah. And then Sloth, like, because I think Chunk, he tears off a piece and puts it into, Ch- into Sloth's mouth, right? Yeah. But then Sloth, he just, like, pulls down the wrapper and then just lets Chunk take a bite out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's supposed to be this, like, tender moment between what was supposed to be this horrible creature right but it's actually he's just misunderstood yep as we all are i only dropped you the one time okay (laughs) maybe twice (laughs) remember the time that we went to the bronx zoo yeah they mom and mom and francis wanted to leave you there who stuck up for you i did oh don't start that now (laughs) we never been to the bronx zoo I think one of my favorite lines from Sloth is, uh, aside, I mean, aside from the obvious, is when they're they're like, jump rope, jump rope, Slothy, jump rope. And they're like, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy. And they try to tie him up, but he just grabs the rope and like throws him back on each side of him. <laughs> then he rips off the shirt and he's wearing the Superman shirt and he points at it and he's like, Sloth. And then you just see Jake and he's like, uh, we're in deep shit now, Francis. I don't, I don't but know I know it's like like the uh, <laughs> the camera pans down to his feet when he's doing the jump rope. You expect him to fall through that creek. That's what that's what I thought was going to happen, and I'm wondering if that's what originally was supposed to happen. Maybe. And they just had they that couldn't get it the crate to break or something. <laughs> Maybe. He ain't that heavy. <laughs> he's my brother. <laughs> Stupid crate. <laughs> I swear. Who made the ship? Mm, Professionals. They, did, they ship did a good builders. job. Yep. They did too good of a job. We build pirate ships for a living. <laughs> Not a big market for it. <laughs> Honestly, tell you the truth, this is our first and last. We lost a lot of money on this. Little did they know. Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. <laughs> Disney would have paid top dollar for that ship. I know. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder if that guy's in a retirement home. Salton was like, son of a bitch. Son of a Bitch. We're back. Shit. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> They're going to make more. I know they need more ships. They need more. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> nah. Then anyway, after going down this water slide where they all end up uh, coming out of different exits. Yeah. Which you don't see any splits in this water slide at all. So Nope. The, just the physics of it don't make any sense. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, I don't understand it, but uh, you know, like I said, it makes for a good a good movie. So it makes for a good scene. They get up into the ship, and then they, uh, you know, see all the the skeleton crew, literally. Yeah, <laughs> skeleton crew. <laughs> see what I did there? Oh my god, I did. <laughs> but even the way that they're reacting to these skeletons, it's like uh, no- normally people would be freaked out from actual human remains. Yes. But they're taking it in stride. It's just part of the adventure. I like that, uh, you know, 55-pound Data is standing on a crate, and it falls. Like, it breaks, and he falls through. 
And he's like, okay, data, data's okay, data's okay. And then he looks up and he sees the skeleton. He's like, ah, ah. And then he sees another one. He's like, ah, ah. It's like, huh, I'm sick and tired of skeletons and, and falling. And oh, and he was like, and but then you see Brand coming down the stairs, and he was like, "Why didn't you use the stairs?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, look at that guy, that guy out there telling me to use the stairs when data's falling." It's like, yeah, and then up on the surface, I have all my inventions, and just people are laughing at my inventions and tell me it's just stupid and uh, working on it for months and months, months and months. And months. <laughs> It's like he's going on this tirade that's going absolutely nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> he's just got this pent up of aggression, and this was the straw. Yeah, <laughs> that broke the camel's back. <laughs> he needed his release, and he had it. Yep. And then, uh, I do like it when they come across the treasure, and they have the. They're like, "Hey, those creeps are still after us. Like, what are we gonna do?" And then Mikey's like, "I have an idea. I saw this on an episode of The Hardy Boys once. We'll put some of this gold down one tunnel." We'll hide out in another tunnel, and when they follow that trail of gold, then we'll make a run for it. And nobody noticed that the Fratellis had walked into the room. The whole were, time. Yeah, and she was like, now that's a great idea. And But I like Data at this point, too, because like I said, you know, he's had enough to where it's just like, he was like, no. He was like, this ends now, Mikey. We will not be taken alive. And then you hear Mouth in the background. He's like, we? What's this we stuff? <laughs> I'm like, What? I don't know about you, but like I didn't sign up for this. I'm perfectly fine, like getting taken alive. But you know, prior to that, they had all like loaded up a bunch of the golds and the yeah. jewels and all that stuff, and then obviously the the Fratellis are making them take everything out of their pockets. Yeah, and this is this funny scene with Mouth. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, "Oh, you're quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> Aren't you the, the one, one they call Mouth?" mouth? <laughs> he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> So she pulls that pearl necklace. Out of his mouth, which I'm really kind of hoping in between things that he didn't have all that stuff in his mouth because that was a lot. It was it was a long, a lot of well, this long strand of pearls for yeah. starters, and then like a bunch of jewels. Yeah. So I th- I don't know, man. I would have. I don't know. I think Mikey had the right idea. Just put it in your marble bag. The Fratellis forgot to check it. They should have all just had a marble bag. Yeah. Dad, we don't have to leave the goondocks. <laughs> well, my thought was... We've got they just, seven, seven diamonds and emeralds. It's like They just should have just put everything in their underwear. Yeah. They're not checking underwear. There's only checking pockets. Yep. This is a kid's movie, damn it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but in natural pirate fashion, they've got to make everyone walk the plank. And Andy goes first. With her hands poorly tied. Yes. Oh, this horrible knot. This knot you tied. So horrible. But it's funny how they're making it seem like walking the plank. It's like they're jumping into a pool of lava. Well, what I think is funny, I mean, because pirates, I, I, I mean, I don't know if pirates ever made other pirates walk the plank. I imagine that they would have because it seems it's, like it would have come from somewhere. I mean, it's in almost every pirate movie or show. Yeah, but I mean, they make people walk the plank when you're out in the middle of the ocean, not when you can swim 15 feet. To, to get land. back to land. Yeah. So that's, I mean. So it's really just a minor inconvenience. Yeah. I <laughs> get it because they're all minors. <laughs> See? I'm full of them today. Oh, woo! You're <laughs> slinging rocks. <laughs> you haven't seen the last of that. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, you know, 
she knocks Andy off, and then Brand is obviously worried, so he runs and he jumps in the water to save her. Because he wants to be the hero. Yeah, exactly. And then the mom is just like, two down. Who's next? Like, they can't just climb up the ladder on the side of the boat. I know. Or just swim back over to the little shore area. I mean, come on. Yeah, out of harm's way. Yeah, this is completely ridiculous. The revolver can only hold so many bullets. (laughs) And I think they had already fired some, so, you know, it's... uh, May have only been a couple left. Yeah, you never know. Then he has a... Mouth and Steph are tied up, and they're on the plank. And then that's when you hear, hey, you guys. And they look up, and Sloth is at the top. And everyone looks up, and they're like, they see Chunk, and they're like, Chunk. And then they're like, Sloth, how'd he get out? (laughs) So, So he has to save, like Sloth saves Mouth and Steph, and then like has a confrontation with his brother. Or both brothers. My question is, where did Sloth get that knife? Uh, probably took it from one of the dead guys. Oh, he's been dead for 300 years. He doesn't care. Possibly. But the other question was, how did he get to the top of the sail without anybody noticing? Yeah, that I have no idea. Because I... it's not like there was an entrance to this part of the cave that takes you right up to the mast, yeah. the top of the mast. <laughs> so that Chunk, question... how'd you get all the way up there? Oh, we took that shortcut. Took the the elevator. It's literally labeled right there, shortcut. It's been there this whole time. (laughs) Well, this is awkward. Yeah, see, when you guys went down into the fireplace, you turned right, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, no, if you had turned left, we would have been right here. There was a sign and everything. Four seconds. (laughs) You didn't see it. Yeah, you didn't see it. (laughs) Everybody walks the plank. Well, yeah, Sloth does the jump rope thing, and then he ends up bashing the two brothers' heads together. He ties them up and then, you know, strings them up, so they're just hanging. Sloth, you remember that time? We were going to get your teeth fixed, but we spent the money on Francis's toupee. (laughs) I don't wear a (laughs) hairpiece. But I like as they're, like, choking each other, their heads are flying back and forth, and you see his hairpiece falling off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's such... Yeah, God, it's such a great scene. Well, there's even that one part where he takes his toupee off. Oh, the bats? The, with the, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, when the, the bats, bats come out and he's like, they go for your hair. Ma, cover your hair. And he takes his hair off and like puts it under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> he's in bald denial. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, I love it. But, you know, when they're all gathering the gold and the jewels and everything, Mikey makes an observation. You know, there's the scale. Yes. On top of the table. And someone goes to take that. I don't, I think um, it might have been Andy, Andy or Steph. Oh, I don't think it was Steph. It was either Andy or Data. But, but I want to like, say no, Andy. I think it was Andy. And he's like, no. He's like, leave we, that. That's, that's Willie's share. Like, well, we can take anything else, but leave that for Willie. Yeah. And that you have like kind of a heart, like a heart touching moment. Like the, like that music comes in and it just shows a close up of Willie's face. Like, wow. You really are a goonie. Love it. But he even has that moment in the in there when he finds the treasure room, you know, first before everybody yeah. else goes in there. And he, you know, kind of has that one-on-one moment with Willie. Yeah. He lifts up the eye patch. Oh, that's why they call you One-Eyed Willie. Uh, what what else did you think? <laughs> yeah, I like it. It wasn't a lift- reference to his pee-pee. <laughs> well, I like it when he lifted it up and he was like, oh, so that's why they call <laughs> He's like, so that's why they call you One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie. 
<laughs> but obviously oh. the fratellis are greedy and yes. they want more than just what the kids were able to gather right and so they take from willie's share which you know sets off this entire elaborate mechanism that you know causes the cave to kind of collapse and opens up a section for the ship to sail out into yeah. the open waters I like that Francis is like, it's another booby trap. And then you just see Jake in the back and he's like, a booby trap? A booby trap? And he's like, yeah, haven't you seen the movies? And he's like, oh, a booby trap. That's what I said, booby trap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, the kids escape. They, you know, run out onto the beach. This is where you see the two sheriffs who, for some reason, are wearing bright red caps, ball caps. Makes no sense. You've seen sheriffs wearing hats before, and it always matches their uniform. Yeah. So I don't know what the point was. So they're more easily visible on the beach? Probably. I don't know. But anyway, like all the parents and, you know, some other people. I, I think it's just basically just the family of all the kids. It's those goobers. It's, it's the goobers. The goobers <laughs> and their folks. <laughs> 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 so they have this like nice little family reunion, like it's been days since they had seen each other, but yeah. it's really been like like four hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're all upset. You know, even those uh, those jerks that are trying to buy out the goondocks to build their yeah. their country club and everything, they're there with paperwork ready yeah. to get ready to sign. And what's what's funny is uh Troy is there. Hey we hey guys, we know Troy. He's that cheap guy. <laughs> um is there and he is like, just sign the papers, wash. There's 50 more houses to tear down after yours. So it's like once he signs the papers, I mean, everyone just kind of sounds like, oh, well, the bulldozer is just going to come straight in like right now and just tear everything down. Be like, we haven't packed immediately. Oh, we didn't pack. We haven't packed yet. We didn't pack. Oh, it's like, so wait, if he doesn't sign, then you can't get to those other houses. Exactly. <laughs> They're all behind your house. Yep. <laughs> but then, uh. That's when Rosalita is going through uh, Mikey's clothes and she comes across the marble bag and dumps it, or, like looks inside and she was like, Ay, Dios mío, so mami, so, Ay, Dios mío, so mami, so, or, or, whatever she says. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, she's trying to tell them, like, you know, hey, don't sign those papers. But nobody can understand her because it's all in Spanish. So they're like, Mouth, come on, translate. And he's like, Now he has a problem. He's like, No. It's like with all the no. elaborate, yeah. you know, phrases he was able to speak in Spanish earlier on in the movie, and he can't understand one word that she's saying. She's like, "No, no pen, no pen, no no, no paper, right? No, no right? No, no sign, no, no sign. sign." And then, uh, but it's funny because they were even using mouth to translate all the Spanish that was on the map. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he couldn't understand it. <laughs> what word? It. It's just the one yeah. word. He only learned <laughs> the swear words. <laughs> See, kids. It's important to learn an actual language, not just the cursing. Exactly. It might help you out in situations <laughs> where you're following a treasure map. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she, so Rosalita runs over, and the mom holds out of her hand, and she dumps all these jewels in her hand, which looks like uh, you know you have like a blue sapphire, a ruby, like maybe a small emerald, a diamond. I mean, all of it. Looks incredibly real. Fake. Oh, you, you thought it looked fake? real? Uh, you, yeah. What? Fake? Real? Uh, I think it was really fake. Yes. <laughs> but they added flake, f- flake glitter. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. 
I'm done. <laughs> Podcast That's it. out. This has been the Goonies, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, uh, you know, Mikey's like, oh, Dad, here's my marble bag. The Fratelli's got to check it. And it's just like, okay, son. And it, this, and Mikey keeps going. He's like, yeah, no. No, they didn't check it. They didn't check it. There, there are all these diamonds. Here, yeah, no, we don't have to leave the goondocks. It's just like, okay, I know. Slow down a second. This is very obvious. Like, all right. <laughs> so, so he tears up the paper and he's like, there's not going to be no signing today or ever again. And just throws the papers up in the air. So I'm assuming that uh, with those diamonds and whatever, they were just like, hey, I, I don't know of too many banks that you can walk into and be like, oh, yeah, you know the goondock area over there? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we want to go ahead and pay for it. There's a process. And be like, hey, uh, okay, how did you want to do that diamond? We'll take, <laughs> no, we take cash no. or check. How about two diamonds? Sir, are these fake? No, um, I absolutely gotta, not. I'll see your two diamonds and raise you a ruby. <laughs> Now am I speaking your language? <laughs> <laughs> so then you see the Fratellis coming up, led by Sloth. And then, uh, you know, everybody goes over there to protect everyone else or protect Sloth from the police. So I figured... What the pizza box? Yeah. Well, I just kind of figured that uh, I guess the kids thought, oh, my God, once they see Sloth, they're just going to shoot him. They're just going to assume shoot, that he's a bad guy. Shoot him guy. on sight and kill him. So they go over there. Throw the pizza box up, and then everyone's like, no, 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 he's a good guy. He's a good guy. They're the ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're trying to say he's guilty by association, and that is profiling, That's and it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they arrest the Fratellis, but I like uh, I get when they're trying to tell every, like the reporters, like, oh, well, this is the real scary part. And then that same cop comes up, and he's just like, ah, telling stories again, Lawrence. And he's like, no, 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 it's, it's really real. This happened. And he looks up, he's like, yeah, okay, come on. He looks out the scene, he's like, holy mother, mother of Mary God. of God. That's right. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> holy Mary, mother of God. It's a ship. And it's funny, because they had built this ship for the movie, but in this scene, it looks like it's computer-generated. Well, not maybe, maybe not computer-generated, but superimposed Yeah. Uh, into the background. Yeah, could be. It did look that way, sort of. Like there was a green screen behind the ocean. Right. So <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> nah. So uh, then the movie goes off and uh, yeah. The rest is history. Yep. Watch the outtakes, everybody. <laughs> They're yep. not funny. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Honestly, tell you the truth, it's pretty mildly depressing. <laughs> don't don't watch them at all. No, no, don't watch them at all. <laughs> but anyway, that's just one of my favorite movies from childhood and you know, to this day, I still enjoy watching it. Yeah. Oh, I had a blast watching this movie. And honestly, whenever it's on TV, I will watch it because, I mean, you just can't get away from it. It's, I think it was perfectly written, perfectly filmed. Perfectly cast. Yes. And I'm glad that they left the outtakes out. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tease our next episode? Uh, You can. Mm. Or we could just let it be a surprise. I like that. All right. I think we should just do that from now on. Okay. You're just going to have to stay tuned. Yep. You to should. To Spotify. Or, or Apple. Apple. Apple Musics. Yeah. Apple Podcastings. However you find <laughs> this. But all I know, you better turn that dial all the way. Shoot us like a rocket into space. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, if you haven't already, episode seven, I believe. The Big Lebowski. 
there is a trivia question underneath. I think it's only available on Spotify. I'm sorry, Apple users. But you can also get Spotify. It's free. Uh, so I don't want to hear any back talk. There's a trivia question? There's a trivia question on the Big Lebowski. That's how many times did Dutch say yeah? Ooh. That's a good that's a good question. So uh looking forward to some answers. We may have a uh free bracelet, perhaps? Yeah, possibly for, a for, free, the, for the winner. I would say a free bracelet and then uh I would also say a shout out on our social media uh, social media pages. Social medias or maybe in another one of our episodes. Yes. We'll give you a shout out. Definitely. So answer the trivia question and leave uh, an email address or a tag to your social media account where we can reach out to you. I like it. But uh, that's the Goonies, everybody. And until next time, you stay classy, quotable nation. This is your line. <laughs> what, me? You always oh. say quotable podcast out. out. Do I? Yes. Say it. Say the line, monkey. <laughs> All right. Quotable podcast. <laughs>